0: Good morning, Zoe Church. How are we doing? Good. Hey, uh, today is the month of October, and uh, generally that means Pastoral Appreciation Month. Can we give it up for our lead pastors, Pastor Greg and Amber, for leading this church and leading Zoe? We love you guys. We honor you guys. Um, So grateful for you guys. Hey, here's what I need you to do. Um, Don't punch your neighbor. Okay, don't hit the person next to you. Uh, But it's the first service, and we got to wake up a little bit. So I need everybody, just put your hands out to the side like this. Don't punch your neighbor. Some of you, you want to. Don't, okay? This is not the time. On the count of three, I need you to clap above your head. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. All right, good. You're still Minnesota Vikings fans. Good. Good. Just making sure just had to make sure, the best one and two team around, just had to make sure. Did I get any Packer fans out there? Did I get you? Did I get you? I did. I did. I know I did. Hey, this is a picture of my wife, Steph. Uh, she's leading worship earlier. Uh, she's the worship pastor here, and um, my better half, and this is my daughter, Everly. She's five, and my little boy, Malachi, who's three. Everybody say, ah. And uh, my two kids, they're usually here. Uh, But they're in Hibbing, Minnesota, as my wife and I were leaving for Florida, and we have a crazy stretch of ministry. Uh, Speaking of ministry, the last year of our travels, we saw over 5,500 people give their life to Christ this last year. It was powerful. Um, We preached 169 different times. We were in 24 different states, and uh, we've really just recognized God's blessing. And uh, one of the things that I brought with me today that's part of our ministry is I wrote my first ever book called Death to Life. Um, And the reality is I should not have a microphone today uh, attached to my ear. Uh, I've seen a lot of brokenness. I've been a part of a lot of broken things. I've done destructive things that can really mess with your identity. And uh, we're in this series called I Am, and here's the deal. Uh, The truth of who Jesus is and the truth of what Jesus has done never leaves you in a state of death, but he always brings you from death to life. He gives us hope in the middle of death. And so this is why I wrote this book. Uh, It's in the back if you'd love to get one. If you're ready for today's message, say, let's go. Uh, Would you stand with me for the reading of uh, Scripture today, our text? We do this uh, when we read God's Word. Uh, Today, the title of my message is called Pieces. Pieces, okay? And right away, when you think of pieces, uh, you think of maybe Reese's Pieces. Anybody love Reese's Pieces in here? You just love the peanut butter goodness? So here's the deal. I can't preach a message called Pieces and not bring Reese's Pieces for you, okay? So who wants some Reese's Pieces? Anybody wants some peanut butter goodness? Come here, Amber. Amber said this was her favorite candy right here. Happy Pastor. Pre- anybody else out there, you want some Reese's Pieces? A guy down front. Here we go. We got a guy right over there. Uh, anybody, you want some Reese's Pieces? Get you all sugared up. Okay, we got one more. Anybody over here, you just want some peanut butter goodness? There you go. Oh, that's what happens. Uh, we're reading in Ephesians chapter 2. Some of you are like, your first time at ZOE. you're like, I didn't know they threw candy out like this. That's says fine. I need to come back. Yeah, we do. We do. Okay. Here we go. Ephesians chapter 2. You can put it up on the screen. Uh, in verse 1, it talks about how once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins. Verse 2, you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world. Obeying the devil. Dang, that's crazy. The commander of the powers in the unseen world. He's the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way. No one's exempt. No one is exempt from that. All of us used to live that way. Following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger just like everyone else. This is when it gets good, y'all. But God is so rich in mercy. He loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. God, I thank you for your rich mercy and your rich love. I thank you that the truth of your word doesn't change at all, but it stands the test of time. May the truth that's spoken today come alive in our hearts in Jesus' name. Y'all give it up for God's word. You can have a seat. Pieces. Pieces. Uh, You can put up the picture of my son again, the first one I showed there. It's just the next picture on the next slide. There he is. Uh, When you saw that, you must be like, oh, look at him. He's so cute. Just look at that little guy. He looks adorable. Well, good thing he looks like his mom, okay? Good thing. All right, got his mom's looks. Here's the deal. That smile, behind that smile, is a kid that knows how to destroy some things. (laughs) Knows how to break some things. He knows how to take something that's whole and turn it into a million little pieces. Put up some pictures of my son. Look at this one. Found a sharpie. Sharpied his face. Not just that. Walk downstairs one day. He's quiet down there. Whenever a little boy's quiet, you know it's not good. So I walk down the stairs. He's got a giant sharp in his hand. Decided to color our brand new gray slumberland sectional black sharpie all over it. Yeah, it's my little guy. Next one loves to just climb, look out the window, look for deer. Even though it's hazardous, next picture, fills the sink, taking a bath in the sink. Must have learned that one from his mom. (laughs) Literally, my son has no fear. There's not much that gets to him. And if you don't know where he is, you could literally find a mess full of pieces. Uh, We were at a guest at someone's house. And when the adults get together, usually the adults will be upstairs drinking some coffee, having some dessert. And uh, the kids will be downstairs playing, you know, just doing adult things. Kids doing kid things. We're at a guest. We're the guest of someone's house. We're having fun. And uh, one of the adults gets up. (laughs) uh, The owner of the house, she goes downstairs to, you know, check on the kids. And as we're sipping on coffee and just enjoying our time, I hear this woman out loud go, oh, no. Who do you think it was? My son. She literally screams, oh, no. My wife looks at me. I look at her. We're in trouble. My wife takes off down the stairs, and then I hear my wife say, oh, no, Malachi. Malachi, no. And I'm just trying to be a cool dad, sipping my coffee with the other dad on the couch, pretending like his house wasn't destroyed. And I walked down the stairs. And when I walked, when I walked down the stairs, my son had found the home's box of puzzles, okay? And the home didn't just have one box of puzzle; it had many. And my son decided to open every puzzle and decide that it was so amazing to see little pieces drop everywhere in the house that he just went through every puzzle in the home and began to open up the puzzle boxes and it was so delightful for him. You could hear his little giggles just laughing. And my son, I can see him now when he opened the boxes, he's taking his hands and rummaging through the pieces, being, oh my, this is so fun. I love the sensory feel on my hands. This is so sensory stimulating. This is fun. Everly, come join me. Everly, look at all these puzzle pieces. And to the OCD person in the room right now, you are sweating. Because every single puzzle that has a nice picture on the front that shows you how to put it together... You literally got four different puzzles in one. You're in trouble. But I think sometimes, if we're really honest, sometimes this is exactly how we feel about our own life. Is we're not saying, oh, no, to the mess our child made. We're saying, oh, no, about the million little pieces in our own life that don't seem to be put together. But it seems to be broken everywhere you look. And maybe, just maybe, you walked in the room and you find yourself holding on just to one little piece of your life that's good. I just talked to a friend this last week. Not my words, his. Micah, I feel like all hell is breaking out in our home and our life is just divvied up into a million little pieces. Water leakage in our home. Wife has to go to the hospital to get looked at. And some of us can walk through this life Rather than seeing something that's beautiful and something that's whole, we see a bunch of little pieces that somehow make up our life. And if you look at this last year, these pieces can represent a bunch of things. It can represent death and someone dying. It can represent a marriage that's on the rocks. It can represent a mask or no mask. Or do I get the vaccine or not get vaccinated? Or do I partake in this thing or not this thing? And well, what do I do with this part of my life? And in all reality, Forrest Gump used to say, life is like a box of chocolates. I would argue to say... Life is like a puzzle box and can feel a lot like a puzzle. So what in the world do I do with all these pieces in my life that make no sense and there's no way they could ever be redeemed? The reason why we're in this series called I Am is because there is an answer to every unredeemable thinking piece in your life. There is a truth associated to the broken pieces that you find yourself in. And today, we get to look at the solution. In God's Word, it gives us the answer. In the beginning, God. If you were wondering what life's all about, life's like a puzzle. In the beginning, God, which leads me to my first point. Every puzzle has a designer. Every puzzle has a designer. I'll say it another way. Every life in the room has a designer. We didn't come from monkeys. We didn't just randomly, poof, appear. Everything in this room has a designer. The TV was designed by somebody. The chair you're sitting in was designed by somebody. Everything has a designer. And the solution we see is in the beginning, God. The designer to this whole life is God. And if you notice, every puzzle you buy has a picture and shows you a revelation on how you build your puzzle. Well, God, the designer of this life, has given us a picture on how to build our life. And the picture he's given us is none other than the very God-breathed, God-inspired, God-authoritative word for our life. And if you notice, when you build a puzzle and you're at home and you're building your own jigsaw puzzle, where do you start when you build the puzzle? When you start building a puzzle, you start with the corners and the boundaries. The reason why you start with the boundaries is because once you have the border, you know how to build within. It's no different in our own life. God breathed and made man. He took dirt and put his breath on it. God took the rib of man and made woman. It was in the beginning God. And God the designer, he gave us borders to build within. And the borders he gave us. Were the establishments in the very beginning, what he set apart. God made man and God made woman, plain and simple. God made marriage. You can go down the, 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 what he spoke. God gave us a picture. God gave us a design. And he gave us the borders because a God who loved you and I knew we would need borders on how to build our life. He gave us a picture. And I think some of us in the room... This is a current state of how we feel or what we look like. We're trying to grab the pieces of our own mess. We're trying to grab the pieces of our own life, and this is what we say. Hey, uh, I don't need church. I don't need the Bible. That's old and outdated. I got my own logic and my own intellect. And so you start taking the pieces of your life and you start trying to build it. And you're like, well, that doesn't kind of line up. Well, that doesn't really go together. Well, this doesn't really seem right. And you're running into all these struggles and you're running into all these problems. And here's why. It's because you're not going according to the design for your life. You've decided to be your own designer, not understanding that God actually has this all figured out in the first place. It's not trying how to pick up your own pieces and figure it out. It's allowing God to lead your life and put you together how he wants you to be put together. For some of us, it's not trying to put life in our own hands. For some of us, it's this picture. Your life looks like this on the outside. You can put up this picture. You look like this on the outside. You got the nice fit. You got the good social media game. You got everything working in your favor. You got the good job. You got the good house and the car. Hey, you got everything going for you that everyone wants. But when people look at your life, they see the beauty of it. But what you see internally that no one else sees is a missing piece. And you're asking yourself, What's missing? I got it all. I got the promotion, I still feel bankrupt. I got the money, I still feel bankrupt. I got the accolades, I still feel bankrupt. Here's why. Because you were made by a designer, and the designer made you for love. And the designer made you, not because he had to. He made you because he wanted to love you. And that missing piece for so many people is the peace of Jesus Christ that is the center and focal point of it all. Every puzzle has a designer. Every life has a designer. You're either building it his way or you're trying to do it in your own way. Some of y'all are going to love this next one. Number two, every puzzle starts out broken. Think about it. When you open a puzzle box... The first thing you do, open up. It's not put together. The puzzle pieces are everywhere. It comes broken. Every puzzle starts out broken. And according to scripture, this is very clear in our text today. As for you, you were dead. That's not encouraging. That's not good news. As for you, you were like a puzzle box. That when you were opened up, it was full of broken pieces. Because you were dead. And scripture teaches us that all of us have fallen short of the glory of God. All of us know how to sin. All of us know how to do the wrong thing. All of us know how to take the easy way but ends up being the worst way. It's the reason why you see affairs. It's the reason why you see divorces. It's the reason why you see cancer. It's the reason why you see injustices. It's the reason why you see addictions. It's the reason why you see people murdering. It's the reason why we have terrorism is because every single person in the world was dead. And Jesus said it this way, murder, rape, violence, greed, lying, envy, all of it comes from the heart of man. The wickedness stems from the heart of man. Of man. The Bible tells us that all of us were dead in our transgressions and sins in which you used to live. He's talking about the past. Before Christ, you were dead. If you do not know Jesus in the room and you have not surrendered to Christ, you still, right now, are in a spot of being dead in your sin. But there's good news for you you don't need to stay dead in your sin. Jesus came to rescue you and pull you out from it. The designer made a design and a way out for you to go. We used to be like this, used to live and follow the ways of the world, ruler of the kingdom of there, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us, all of us lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh. And some of you are like, yo, but I'm a Christian. I love Jesus and I still feel like that. This is the whole reason why we're doing this series. I am is to lead you to the truth, because when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. We're here to remind you that all of us, yes, once dead, all of us, because of Jesus, can now say, I am redeemed. Mm I am redeemed. I know what it's like to have brokenness in my own life, in my own home. I wanted to be just like my dad growing up. My dad was my hero figure. I wanted to be just like him. And before I could uh, uh, graduate high school, I watched my dad divorce my mom after 17 years of marriage. My dad cheated on my mom with multiple women. I saw hard drugs enter our home, alcohol destroy our home. I saw so many things as a young man I never should have seen. If there's anybody in the room who has a a chance to say that, that all I am is broken pieces and there ain't no God, that all I am is just brokenness and the byproduct of brokenness, if there's anybody in the room who can say that, it's me. A year after my dad's divorce with my mom, my 8-year-old sister was diagnosed with stage 4 cancer, given a 20% chance to live. I just watched my dad walk out of my life. Now I'm watching my 8-year-old sister die right before my very eyes. She went through all the chemotherapy, all the radiation her body could handle. Y'all, I have seen firsthand what it means to know that all of us were dead in our sins. And I know what it means. To be born into brokenness. Because according to scripture, not one person in the room does not know what it means to be born with broken pieces. But I have good news for everybody in the room. This is going to get so good. This is point number three. God loves to use broken pieces to make a masterpiece, y'all. He loves to take the broken pieces, the sinful you, the messed up you, the worst you, the worst version of you. He loves to grab those pieces and turn you into a masterpiece. This is the most powerful part of it all. But in verse 4, it says this, but because of his great love for us, but because of his great love for you, A God who is rich in mercy and kindness. Somebody needs to hear this today. You've been living from a false identity because the authentic, transformational, powerful love of Jesus has yet to show up and meet your life. The rich mercy and love of Christ came to you when you were a broken, jacked-up mess, not when you were a masterpiece. Jesus showed up for the worst of you, the messed up of you. That's when Jesus decided to show up. It wasn't because of your goodness. It wasn't because of your etiquette and your politeness. It was because of God's great love, God's great mercy to take the broken you and turn you into a masterpiece. Everything. Everything is redeemable because of Jesus. Every broken piece, but here is how we live. Yeah, but what about the girl I just hooked up with at college last night? What do you mean about that? And we're so ashamed that we take the piece and we chuck it. Yeah, what about the DM that I sent that jacked everything up? And we take this piece and we chuck it to the side. Yeah, what about my parents' divorce? It's just going to happen to me. I'm going to end up divorced. And we take the broken pieces and we try to hide it and chuck it to the side. What about the drugs I can't break? And we chuck it to the side. What about the cancer that just hit my body? What about the job that I just suffered and just lost? What about all these things? And we take these broken pieces. And we look at God and we believe the lie about ourselves that who we are is just a broken mess and no one wants it. But God, but God. In his rich love and in his mercy, decided to walk over to your pieces that you want to forget about. He decided to walk over to the very piece that you hate about yourself, the worst version of you. God decided to show up, grab the broken pieces that you tried to hide, the job loss, the the affair, the divorce that keeps running rampant in your mind, the addiction. God decided to show up in his great love and his mercy, decided to buy back every piece for his glory and his purposes that is the god that we serve what you most despise about yourself what keeps you up in the middle of the night when you look in the mirror and keep believing the lie you have a god that steps into those broken areas buys it back and redeems you and calls you a masterpiece i think of this illustration that I hope sticks in your head and sticks in your mind because there's still the believer in Christ sitting there right now and you are still wrestling over the fact that you can't you can't break free from this false identity it shapes you this is a picture I think that might help you remember what the Apostle Paul says in 2nd Corinthians 4 verse 6 don't miss this for God who said let light shine out of darkness made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. This is powerful. But we, we, you, me, we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. That God who is rich in mercy, God who is rich in love, would choose the charred clay pots of the world. We are hard pressed on every side but not crushed. Perplexed but not in despair. Persecuted but not abandoned. Struck down but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. I brought a clay jar with me today to show you what it might look like. This clay jar happens to be a Dollar Tree basket. And I brought this basket intentionally to show you. It's because you notice the basket, it's got a bunch of holes in it, doesn't it? Well, every pot of jar clay, every clay pot of jar, every clay pot has imperfections. It has someone who made it. it. It still has perfections in the pot. And here's the deal. The image was never meant to be the pot. The image was meant to be the light of Christ inside the broken jar. When the Apostle Paul says that we are like jars of clay carrying around the light of Christ, I think it looks a lot like this. Yeah, people are really good at seeing our imper- imperfections, but are they really good about seeing the light of Christ inside of you? Because this is what draws people to Christ. It's this treasure that every person in the room has. And this is what a masterpiece looks like. For it is by grace you have been saved by faith. And this salvation is a free gift. For you are God's masterpiece. Created in Christ Jesus For good works for you to walk in that was planned long ago. When you look at yourself, some of you only see the holes. But when Jesus looks at you and you're in the boat and you're in Christ, this is what he sees. He sees the treasure of Jesus inside of you. Shining through your life. Which leads me to my big so what. Here's the truth that you and I can take. I am redeemed for God's purposes in God's glory. Because of Jesus, and his great love, his great mercy, I am redeemed for his purposes in his glory. I'm praying that God would do a work that only he can do in your life. And rather than seeing the broken pieces, that one by one, Jesus, the great designer, will begin to grab pieces one at a time and begin to piece you back together one day at a time that as you walk in Christ in his boat he grabs the broken things of your life and begins to put you back together Jesus has a way of tenderly giving you the borders of his word for a place of freedom in life he's placed you in his boat so that you can have the freedom that comes from what Jesus has done in Christ every broken piece is not wasted he cherishes the broken pieces he loves to grab the broken pieces in Christ we have this Savior who has a way of manufacturing this beautiful masterpiece in this jar of clay. And he is the potter, and we are the clay. And it's his treasure that shines within us. I have watched firsthand the, re- the redemption power of Jesus. Jesus. I have watched it play out. God has treated me better than my sins deserved. God has shown me kindness way more than I ever deserved. He's shown me grace way more than I ever deserved. I watched as an eight-year-old girl battle stage four cancer for two years. Long story short, the resurrection power of Jesus that loves to redeem Showed up in my sister's life, healed her, set her free, and she's been cancer-free for over 15 years. (laughs) Redeemed. Jesus redeems. This Sunday, she's leading worship at the church that she was healed in. Only God can buy back dead things and turn it into life. Every Sunday, she's redeemed for God's glory and God's purposes every Sunday. She is leading people in the presence of God. She is leading people in the glory of God because Jesus in his rich love and mercy bought back something dead. The same house where my parents divorced. The same house where my dad was arrested and brought to jail. The same house where the altercation took place between my mom and dad. The same house where all this dead stuff, all these broken pieces were. The same house that I grew up in and saw all the addictions is the same house my wife and I bought. In 2016 and every day it's a reminder of God saying I'm redeeming you I'm restoring you I'm making all things new it's not a reminder of the broken pieces it's a reminder of the masterpiece that God's making it's a reminder of God's doing of God's leading in our life and so many people would say why in the world Would you ever buy such a jacked up place? Why in the world would you ever buy such a broken home? How could you buy something so jacked up from your past? Here's how. It's because of God. And because of his ability to redeem even the worst things of us. Every person can walk out of here today saying, I am redeemed. When you wake up in the morning, you can walk out saying, I am redeemed. I am redeemed set free i am new and let me remind you of one thing before i close today don't miss this this is crazy you want to know how you and i are able to become a masterpiece you want to know how it's because god so loved the world that he gave his one and only son jesus to be ripped apart in broken little pieces every whip on his back ripped out pieces of flesh wet rip wet rip pieces of his flesh beside him blood coming out from him it was the pieces of thorns of A crown of thorns it was those pieces of thorns that drove into his head it was the nails that made pieces of of, of marks into his feet and into his hands don't miss this Jesus took on the broken pieces of the world the broken sins of humanity the broken injustices that oppress and depress people Jesus became like broken pieces so you never had to be so you could be whole and be a masterpiece that is the hope of Jesus and this last picture today is a reminder of the boat in Christ Pastor Greg preached on this last week Jesus Became broken so you and I could be whole. And rather than swimming in the waves, and rather than being like this guy out here who's trying to make pieces feet that weren't fit that were never meant to fit, Jesus is saying, You can stop trying and you can start believing and living in me. Because how he redeems you is because of being in him. Today, how I wanna end is I wanna give an opportunity, if there's anybody here that's saying, hey, I'm not following Jesus, hey, I, I, I resonate more with these broken pieces than I do, and I do the masterpiece. If you're here, and you're not following Jesus, or your life's in a bunch of pieces, and there's no masterpiece to be found, and I want you to stand right where you are, saying, hey, I want to come to Christ. Hey, I want to give my life to Christ right where you are. I just want you to stand. Say, hey, that's me. I need to give my life to Jesus. I need to surrender to him. I'm going to wait about 15, 20 more seconds. Every week I pray, God, may we see the lost found. God, may people who are far come to know you. If you are still dead in your sins, I'm going to give about 10 more seconds. And you need to be made alive. Just stand where you are. You know what I love about this? Is some people are like, I hate the silence. But yo, I'm an evangelist. I love silence. Cool. Cool. Jesus, I thank you. Thank you for he'll work on the cross and becoming broken tattered in pieces so that we could be masterpiece Jesus pray the lies from Satan and the prince of the air would fall death on the ears of our church God help us to be like jars of clay that carry this treasure in the light of Christ to a world that needs it in Jesus name